Putting him away, we saved both Piltover and Zond a lot of chaos. Do you ever think something better might come out of that chaos? She looks at me, sighing softly. Maybe. Or maybe something even worse. A lot of people would have to die for anyone to find out. And I can't let that happen. So, we fight. And we do what we have to to keep things together. That's what the law does. What we do. We preserve order. Welcome to League of Lore, a podcast about the lore of League of Legends and other properties set in the Rotarian universe. I'm your host Jacob, or Skulled Soldiers, and let's get into it. Now, Kate, today we're going to be talking about Caitlyn. Caitlyn Kiraman, specifically, as her full title and, and her name. And she's a really fascinating character, so we're going to first get into, like, who is Caitlyn Kiraman? Well, obviously, she is a member of the Kiraman clan, one of the more powerful clans. Uh, in fact, it is mentioned that her mother is on the Piltover Council, which is kind of fascinating because in other bits of Piltover's lore and stuff, it's unclear whether or not there is a council or not. But this is more evidence that there is a proper council. It just may not be like the council we see in Arcane because we know that Heimerdinger is likely not on this council, but we'll see if they change that in the future. But, point is, she is a member of Clan Kiraman, and therefore she was raised in a fairly wealthy uh, a family, essentially. She, she is the daughter of a wealthy merchant clan, and so therefore she lived a life of luxury for her young childhood. Until one day she came home to find her entire abode, her entire uh, little mansion, just torn asunder, essentially. Dead bodies everywhere, and her two parents missing. Her father and her mother just missing. Well, she, being a uh, little bit of a rapscallion, decides to find her mother and father, and she does. Using her wits and her intelligence and her deductive abilities, she very much becomes this little Sherlock Holmes in a lot of ways, and finds where her mother and father are being kept, and frees them with aid of... It's a bit unclear how she frees them, but she does free them. We can assume, unlike an old rifle she may have had, because we do know that she uh, went out into the countryside to hunt. Uh, that was a pastime she had, that's why she's such a good shot. But she, either way, she is eventually able to free her parents, who have been tortured for information by a bunch of Zonite uh, criminals who seem to be in league with a bigger criminal mastermind only known as C. Now, after this, her mother steps down from her role in politics, having been so shaken up by the whole ordeal of being kidnapped and tortured. And from this point onwards, Caitlin decides that she is going to find the one responsible. She is going to hunt down C. And to do so, she decides to become a warden. Now, it is important to note that a warden is not the same thing as an enforcer in Piltover. They have two distinct uh, roles. Enforcers, uh, you can imagine them as closer to your day-to-day -day, uh, cop, essentially. Like, they're the ones that go 
around giving tickets. They're usually the ones that go around arresting people on the day-to-day. Uh, wardens can use also, but the role is slightly different. Because enforcers... Like, they are meant to be the day-to-day cops, for the most part. They're the ones that handle day-to-day crime. They're also the ones that uh, tend to be, as their name implies, enforcers. They tend to be the ones that uh, enforce the law, in that sense. That's very much why they have that name. Wardens, on the other hand, are protectors, or that is supposed to be their role. They are a kind of the equivalent of the of SWAT uh, in, a, in American police force. Like, they are like the SWAT force. They're an elite police force. But the roles are also more different from the enforcers. Instead of enforcing laws like the enforcers do, they protect uh, the order and law of the land, essentially. So they are much more proactive, essentially, in their action than enforcers are. Enforcers, if they see something going on, they go in and stop it. If wardens seek out trouble through, like, detective work, investigation... And therefore, their focus is more on organized crime, where enforcers are on day-to-day crime. That is kind of the two distinctions there. And also, like I said, wardens tend to be much more uh, well-trained and very much that SWAT orientation. So that is the major difference between enforcers and wardens, is their skill set and what they cover. And due to this, what Caitlin's basically saying in I Want to Be a Warden, as she grows up, is she's deciding, I want to be a protector. I want to basically protect the law of the land because I believe it can be used for good. And I want to protect other people from what happened to my own family. I want to protect them from criminals like C. So, in Legends of Rune Terror, we do actually learn who C is. Uh, she is a, she's a chem baron down in Zant. She is not the... Uh, She's not Renata. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. She's not Renata, obviously. Uh, she is another character who is more like plant and chemtech themed, which is kind of cool. I really like her design. Uh, her name escapes me at the moment, but she is was really, really cool. But the whole point here is that is her goal, is to find C and arrest her, but also to find other p- potential threats to order and the law and justice in society. That is her role. Which means she also goes around trying to locate and remove potential outside influences from Piltover. There is a whole short story called Progress Day. It's a very good short story where she essentially, uh, we see from the perspective of the one she catches, actually, uh, who is a war mason, which are the spies of Noxus. And she discovers one of these war masons trying to infiltrate one of the, uh, the Medarda clan. And she puts a stop to it, uh, but it's revealed later that there's actually a second War Mason, because War Masons work in pairs. But the big thing is that she was able to find her and uh, spot her out from her accent alone. Her accent wasn't perfect. And because of that, she was able to pin her out that she was actually Noxian, not Petoven, based on the subtle differences in her accent from the day-to-day people of Piltover. Which just shows like how... Uh, her, the Sherlock parallels with uh, Caitlin are really, really prevalent. She's very much meant to be League Sherlock Holmes. She is meant to fill that role. She is a detective, an investigator, first and foremost. Her her title as sheriff is to indicate that she is the leader of the wardens. But her actual job that she does is go out and be det- a detective and investigator, as well as a leader amongst the wardens. Now, most people would know from Arcane, she does, uh, she is teamed up with Vi a little bit, but in that one, they're just developing a relationship there. In actual canon, 
it's unclear what, how the relationship is. Like, is it romantic or platonic? Uh, I hope they go with Arcane's direction to make it more romantic, because I think it's a much more interesting direction for those two characters to go. But, as well as the fact that with uh, Caitlyn and Vi, their dynamic is more mature, because in Arcane, they're still fairly young. Uh, they're like young adults, and their lives haven't gone through all the trials and tribulations as they have in canon. So in canon, with Caitlyn, she isn't quite what we see in the show, where she is like pushing against the established way things are. She's she's more pushing it out against that. She is very she's like slightly rebellious. She kind of wants to see the world. Where Caitlyn in canon is not that, and. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I kind of prefer the arcane iteration of Caitlyn a bit more. This more outgoing, slightly rebellious, but still um, slightly posh character, I think is really interesting and would be a more interesting direction for arcane to go in the future. But I could also see them integrating it that in with canon, like her role as sheriff forces her to fit the role, essentially. And so she has to tone down some of her more rebellious actions to being basically like letting Vi do what she does best and turning a blind eye to some of those antics and also doing or uh, taking directions or choices or actions that some in up in the higher echelons of Piltover society would frown a bit more on, but she is more willing to do because her job is to protect people. It's not to please the higher ups. So that's kind of where I hope they take her in that direction. But the broader point here is that is kind of where Caitlin comes from. This whole origin story of a family harmed by a criminal and therefore she goes out to fight this crime directly. She's a very direct action kind of person in that sense. But before we get into more of, Ka of what Caitlin represents as a character and like what her narrative role essentially is in Piltover and more of the arcane canon differences, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. If you want to help spread the show or simply get more content, you can follow the official Twitter at League of Lore 2 for updates on the podcast and other lore tidbits, as well as rate or follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. You can also follow my Twitch account, twitch.tv slash goldsoldiers, where I stream myself playing various games and discuss lore and gameplay of those properties. Uh, I've been streaming more, uh, more recently on Wednesdays. That seems to be the streaming schedule I've been doing. Uh, specifically, I tend to play Destiny on those Wednesdays. I do eventually plan on expanding out that streaming schedule probably to Saturday for League Day and maybe some other games, uh, just depending. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I have been taking a slight break from doing streaming due to some real-life stuff, but I will be back uh, coming up uh, this next Wednesday. I'll be streaming again as per usual. But... Uh, with that, I just want to thank you all once again. Uh, I just saw that we are reached 11,000 downloads. That's such a massively high number. Just thank you all so, so much. That means an immense amount. And just thank you all. And continue supporting the podcast. And and I will continue delivering, essentially. Like, I just... And I'll just deliver no matter what, really. But just, I just thank you all for the support. It really does mean uh, so, so much. And helps drive me forward to continue this podcast. But with that, we'll get right back into it. Now, as I said, Caitlyn's narrative role is kind of interesting in Piltover. She is both meant to be a... Like, in Arcane, she's kind of meant to be the version of Piltover that could be. A Piltover that's self-reflective and introspective, uh, who is willing to make changes based on what Caitlyn sees in Zon. She is the Piltover that sees. 
She's the one that sees the trauma done to the lanes. She's the one that realizes that they have done great wrong to the people in the lanes, to this future Zon. And therefore she deems that they should take responsibility for that and take action to rectify this. That is how she is in, in Arcane. She is the good Peltoven, essentially. Which I don't really like that terminology, but that is the the best descriptor I could give. She's a good Peltoven, but in a actually healthy and good and constructive way, where she truly does learn what they're doing wrong, and she decides that action must be taken, and she tries to find ways to do that. Uh, by, like, confronting her own mother or the council in general on their inaction towards actually helping the people in Zon. And with how protective she is of Vi and her relationship with Jinx, uh, you know, until Jinx kidnaps her. <laughs> but, uh, but in canon, it's a bit different. In canon, Caitlyn is loyal to justice, but she is also loyal to the people of Piltover. Not the higher-ups, the people of Piltover. Now, due to her upbringing, she does tend to understand the inner workings of the politics of Piltover. Like, how to manage uh, all these rich, powerful people who try to put pressure on her to do things that they want. And she does her best to push back against that in her own way. Uh, such as in the Child of Zon uh, storyline, in the short story of that, where she does take Vi off the force to appease a member of the Madarda family, of the Madarda clan. But she um, she does it to help her in the case by giving Vi an easy way back into Zon to do an investigation against the rise of Urgot, which is the whole focus of that short story. Very, very good short story. I do recommend you all take it sometime and read that like on the wiki or on the universe page. It's very, very good. But the point here is that one of the big things in that short story, and this actually... The short story does a really good job of characterizing Caitlyn, and I'm, that's why I'm putting so much focus on this here. In that, Caitlyn seems to construe keeping the order and like doing what she believes is like keeping everything where it should be as a way to keep people safe. It is the right thing to do because it keeps the most amount of people safe and uh, out of harm's way. But she doesn't think beyond that. She doesn't think, like, what will be the best for them in the long term. She just thinks what will keep them safe now. And that's kind of the, the fault in her thinking. She's more about short-term protection and short-term, um, like, action, essentially. Like, taking things, taking steps that will protect people in the short term. Then she's about making, like, broader societal change, essentially, to help people in the long term. Now, that's not to say she doesn't have, like, long, stretched-out plans. Like, she obviously does. She's very good at her job. She's very Sherlock Holmes in that sense. Uh, figuring out things and taking actions and making plans to predict her opponent's movements and taking actions to stop them. But because of this, she really rubs up against Vi, who, like I said, we'll get to a Vi episode when we talk talking about Zahn. Um, she is listed as a Piltover champion, but I think it's more appropriate to talk about her in relationship to Zahn, because she's so intricately tied to that city-state. But when it comes to Caitlyn's relationship with her, it is very interesting that Vi pushes heavily against this notion of order being paramount, because order keeps people safe. She's like, uh, but what if, but order isn't justice, though. Like, that's Vi's main contention with that, and that is something that Caitlyn has to kind of balance in her mind. Like, what is order versus justice, and which should take 
uh, greater prevalence, essentially. Like, what should she focus on and take action to encourage in her work? And for her right now, it is order. It is retaining the law of the land. That is her whole focus as a character. She's very much like a a more uh, establishment-focused character in that sense, uh, with some of the slight rebelliousness that we see in characters like Sherlock. But she still does things that show that she's more focused on keeping the status quo than she is in challenging it. Which is very interesting because it means that Caitlin is the embodiment of Piltover's good intentions, is what I like to call it. Caitlin has good intentions. She's doing this work because she's trying to protect people. She's trying to help people in the, bro- in the broader sense. She believes that her work also has people in Zaun just as much as it helps people in Piltover. Even if Piltover is more her focus because, of course, that's her home city. But what that means is her good intentions don't necessarily lead to good outcomes. That's kind of her whole dynamic is, just like with Piltover... Good intentions does not excuse bad outcomes, essentially. And right now, she is struggling to see past the short term, essentially. She's struggling to see past, oh, if I stop this criminal here, I prevent more people from getting hurt. Therefore, that's what I should be doing. I should be enforcing the law as it stands and stopping criminals as they pop up. Instead of thinking how to root out that problem from the source, how to like solve inequalities between the two cities, how to really help the, the destitute and downtrodden in Zon, or even the people that are struggling in Piltover itself. She doesn't really, she struggles to really see that bigger picture because she's so hyper-focused on stopping the criminal and not the, like what causes those criminals to come into existence, essentially. She's focused on the on the outcome, but not the... She's focused on the effect, not the cause, is the best way of putting it, of putting that. Which is very, very interesting to really think about, that Jesus' really good embodiment of this aspect of Piltover's culture and society on the strong focus on law and order. Like, we, we do that. We keep the order. We keep things the way they're supposed to be. Very aristocratic. Very uh, Victorian England in that sense. Like, very focused on that sense. And because of that, it really changes the dynamic that she has with Vi versus what we see in Arcane. Because I said, in Arcane, Vi Vi still has that same pushback that she does in canon towards Caitlyn's more uh, leans towards uh, Piltover status quo-ness. But in Arcane, she actually bends. She actually realizes that Vi's right and does start to take actions that she thinks will help people in the long term, will cause systemic and societal change that will help the most people in the most broad sense and cause real lasting change. But she's still young. She's still not sheriff in Arcane. So it's very interesting to see that that shift where in canon she is sheriff, but she is hesitant to take any major actions that will shake things up too much. We, meanwhile, in Arcane, she's much more willing to do that. So we'll see if she starts shifting more into that. We have to maintain order because that keeps people safe. Uh, because as she said in that earlier quote, chaos gets more people hurt and killed, which is true. But there has to be this balance that needs to be struck. And I think that's the thing she's struggling with right now in canon, is figuring out what the balance is between upholding order and the law and justice, while also seeking societal change that will allow broader justice to be truly done in that sense she's focusing on 
the justice that can be done in the letter of the law, and sometimes in the spirit of the law, but she's not looking at what is the broader justice that can be done for the people she's trying to help, essentially. She's not looking for that broader societal and systemic justice in that sense, which is kind of very interesting that there's this big difference between Caitlyn in Arcane versus Canon, and I really like that there's this tension there that's present just because of this, those two different versions of Caitlyn existing. It's really, really interesting to look at. And I hope that we see more of that develop in future short stories. I would especially love to see more short stories on the lines of Child of Zahn. Like, maybe we get more of a Caitlyn-focused short story. That would be fantastic. Because right now, we haven't been in Caitlyn's mind too much outside of one short story. It's not even a long one. It's a fairly short one. And it's very interesting seeing her Sherlock-esque escapades in that short story. But I would love to see her have that perspective in a short story like Child of Zahn which is much more about this, the question of what is justice, essentially, which is a core a thematic principle that seems to be really focused on in Caitlin and Vi's story, which I really hope that we see more of in the future. But with that, uh, we'll be wrapping up here. So if you have any questions or thoughts, please send them in your reviews on your podcatcher of choice or to lauraroomterra at gmail.com. You can also send them through the Discord channel, League of Lore, on Robots Radio Network Discord, and they'll be answered next episode. And next time, we will talk about the newest and probably most controversial addition to the Piltover roster. That's right, it is time to talk about Piltover's pop star, Seraphine. See you all next time. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.